This episode of The Incubator is proudly sponsored by Chiesi. Do you find yourself juggling multiple websites and clinical tools as you care for your patients? NeoCarePal is a resource providing access to multiple clinical calculators in just one place. To learn more, visit nicuconnections.com backslash NeoCarePal. This is The Incubator, a weekly discussion about new advances in neonatology and the fascinating individuals who make this progress possible. I am Dr. Ben Korsha. And I'm Dr. Daphne Yasova-Barbeau. We are neonatal intensive care physicians. Welcome. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. We are joined by Rebecca Rose, Becky, good morning, and Joan Smith. Joan, good morning. Good morning. Um, Thank you for making the time to come on the show today. And um, maybe for the listeners, can you introduce yourselves and tell us where you're from, where you're coming from today, and uh, what work do you do with the CHNC? Uh, My name is Becky Rose. I am a neonatologist. I work at Riley Children's Health in Indianapolis, Indiana, with Indiana University. Uh Um, I have a couple of roles in um, CHNC. I'm the site sponsor for our site. Uh Um, And then I'm also a part of several focus groups. Um, But I'm going to let Joan talk about what we're doing together through the CHNC. Of course. Great. My name is Joan Smith, and thank you for having us. I am a, by training, I'm a neonatal nurse practitioner and have spent the majority of my career at St. Louis Children's Hospital. I've been part of CHNC since pretty close to its inception, so about 2007. Very close and then. So, yeah. And so um, it's been a great and wonderful experience for me and um, in my own learning. And I have been involved specifically on the quality improvement um, steering committee. I am also a member of the children's um, executive sponsor. I mean, ex- executive steering committee. And I am now also part of what Becky and I are working on for the dyad and also I'm helping with the um, education component Very of cool. the CHNC. So. so tell us about this joint project for the dyad, like you said. Yeah, so I think it's critical. I mean, as healthcare continues to get more and more complex, and you've heard probably this whole week of how complex our patients are, mm-hmm. and um, and it takes a village, it takes a team, and so strategically, really bringing together the physician nurse dyad. So this is again a wonderful and welcoming um, group and. Majority are primary physicians, which is fantastic, and um, we're just making sure that we're having um, the partnerships from the dyad and the other the nursing um, partnerships with that. But I would say specifically, we're going to start first with focusing on our NICU nursing leaders, so the directors, so that they can really understand the vision and purpose and the value of being part of this critical group, and then they can help um, support that for having their own nurses come to the table as well. 
And I think the importance of the nurse physician dyad is that we know there's several examples in healthcare where um, conditions are improved or patient safety is improved um, by the biggest degree when you have both the nursing leadership and the physician leadership working together um, because you're kind of hitting things from all the angles that are necessary because we all bring our own perspectives and our own little piece of the pie that we're good at um, and then trying to leverage the, the ability of us to show our differences and, and um, work with our strengths in these projects together really helps us to move the bar more quickly and, and farther. What are some of the, the drivers that you're tackling? You know, what, what, what do we need to work on? Well, I think the whole vision of CHNC is for us to really get um, better leverage for these um, rare diseases and how we can understand what the best care truly is and developing best practices. But once we know what those best practices are, we need to figure out how to implement them in our own NICUs. And having the physician dyad work together to help with implementation is really critical to having um, the ability to truly implement these best practices and improve care for these patients. And I would say that the biggest driver, I mean, really our ultimate goal is to make sure that we have the best um, outcomes for our patients and we have the best engagement of all of our teams. Because um, as we know, in the last three and a half years, it's been very difficult and really we have to rely on each other. I mean, I'm not going to go into a whole burnout um, a story, but burnout is real among healthcare workers and us being able to um, have a component we feel psychologically safe, we have mutual trust and respect for one another is critical for when we come to the table to deliver the best care for our patients. And that we endorse one another's skills as well to recognize mm. the value that each one of us brings to the table. I think it's critical to, to feel valued and to feel like you're an active member of the team. And you want to show up together, right? Exactly. And you have, a, mm-hmm. I would say, a higher purpose and, um, and your work is meaningful. And Absolutely. so that's what we want to bring people back together. And again, this is one of our most vulnerable populations, so there's no better place to do that. It's interesting to me that your project seems like something that should be happening naturally, right? And it seems like the most natural thing, of course, the, the, the nursing uh, workforce and the physician workforce should be working closely together. And yet that's not the case. Can you tell us a little bit what are... They're like parallel circuits sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah but it's, it's... Nature would want this to sure. be the norm. And yet, and yet we, we have to actively work on this. What are some of the, of the challenges that you guys have identified that is preventing... This, this diet from naturally happening. I'll, I'll let you go and then I'll go. Um, I think, again, it's communication and the understanding of the value that each group brings. I think healthcare in a lot of ways works in silos mm-hmm. and that's sort of been developed over time. And I think that this um, type of um, dyad relationship is helping to break down those silos and, and make that happen. Mm-hmm. And I would say that, I mean, I've been here a really long time, so I've been in part of my career for 37 years. And there are some pockets that do this really well. And so I don't want to act like nobody is doing this because some people do do it well. I will say the last three and a half years, I'll go back to that, have been very challenging. And so people, you know, we've had um, not only burnout that I've talked about, but just all the patients, but we have people leaving the workforce. And so not only we have physicians and nurses and our support teams are leaving the workforce. And so really now is more critical than ever for us to come together as a team. And um, technology, healthcare, there's so much data and research coming out 
daily that not one discipline can keep up with that. Mm-hmm. And so we need to be interdependent and we need to have reliance on one another. You're stealing our, our, our talk. talk. <laughs> our upcoming talk is basically exactly what you guys are talking about. <laughs> well, you know, I am, especially when we think about all the data that was presented this week, um, a lot of which focused on implementation science. So how do we take um, a great idea and we roll it out on our units? Because if we don't roll it out on our units, then it doesn't matter if the great idea exists. And, you know, I, in my experience, you know, it's not uncommon that the physician says, this is what I think we need to do for our patients. But without the buy-in for the rest of the team, it is literally impossible to get anything done. Um, any tips, and tricks, uh, if we haven't seen the educational modules yeah. on how to how to optimize that in our units, so I'll just say for um, for me for where what I grew up in, it's about relationships. Yeah, and so it's about developing these relationships. You have the mutual trust, you have the respect, and then you have each other's back at the end of the day. If you have that, then you're all going to be collectively have a shared accountability and shared vision of where you're going, and so. And gone are the days where it's, oh, we're going to do this because this is interesting. We need to align it with the organization priorities and the strategies as well as within the unit itself and not just be doing our own thing because then that, then once you do that, then it'll have the resources and support that it needs. But that's how you bring people together to do that. Yeah, I think also, I think the, the things that I think about when I have something newly that I want, you know, hey, we really need to do this, is um, one, to set up your burning platform. You know, why? Why is this important and how do we make it important to everybody? Um, and then number two is getting all the stakeholders involved early, um, which would be these dyads where we've got people from the physician group and the nursing group working together because what's the worst thing to happen is for me to come and say as a physician, here's what we need to do and I'm going to plan it all out and I'm going to actually start implementing it. And what I haven't gotten is the nursing input and I've actually either added to barriers for them um, or chosen to do something that makes their work harder um, and then it's just, it's going to fail. So we just need to have all the stakeholders involved in that initial planning so we can plan what's going to work best for everybody. And I would say also with the Institute for Healthcare Improvement has a great uh, white paper out specifically looking on the psychology of change Mm. and it brings all of that together. And so having the key stakeholders, anyone that's impacted by the change and having it, um, having them come together and help co-design. And so it's not just a, this is what we're doing. CHNC is going to work on this and this is what we're going to do now. It's really those impacted. And it couldn't be also EVS or any other supportive role that is impacted. And we need anybody impacted by that change, including our parents and families to have a voice. How are the institutions uh, responding to this project? I feel like, again, it follows common sense, but we, like you said, you need alignment, you need buy-in. So beyond the nursing, beyond the workforce, how has the administration responded to these initiatives and maybe helped you uh, achieve your goals? Yeah, so I will just say, as far as it, again, I think each organization does it differently within the organization. And some have doing extremely well, and some of them really is just getting off the ground. For CHNC specifically, we are being very intentional. And so um, I think that what we've heard support, we spent the last year of just kind of building this up. So really putting the infrastructure together. And now we want 
the people that are the leaders and that need to they need to work together to co-design what this is going to look like. And so I would say that uh, we've had some nursing directors specifically this week who have never been here before, and they it's they've been been energized and they're very excited sure. to be brought to the table and to um, you know really kind of think about what this plan looks like for mm-hmm. the future. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. Becky, Joan, thank you so much for coming on and uh, sharing your project with us. Great. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Incubator. If you like this episode, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or the Apple Podcast website. You can find other episodes of The Incubator and new shows from The Incubator Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or the podcast app of your choice. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to send us questions, comments, or suggestions to our email address, nikupodcast at gmail.com, or by visiting our website, www.the-incubator.org. You can also message the show on Instagram or X, formerly known as Twitter, at NICUPodcast. Thanks again for listening, and see you next time. This podcast is intended to be purely for entertainment and informational purposes and should not be construed as medical advice. If you have any medical concerns, please see your primary care practitioner. Thank you.